Ragnarok. Pirates. And chainsaws? This and more this week on 8-Bits for the week of July 8th, 2022. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast bringing you 8-Bits of video game news fast. I'm your host Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. God of War Ragnarok finally has a release date. The sequel and finale to the current Norse arc of the series is set to release on November 9th on PlayStation 4 and 5. The announcement came alongside a new trailer outlining duo Kratos and son Atreus, ready to face off against the bringer of Ragnarok, Fenrir. The inclusion brings up more questions, as historically the wolf Fenrir is a child of Loki and the killer of Odin, but based on the first game, the team at Sony Santa Monica is known for taking liberties with Norse fiction. The announcement of the release date also comes after weeks of sustained harassment from enthusiasts driven by rumors of the game being delayed again. The studio was then driven to releasing a statement, saying, quote, Our fans inspire us, and we understand the passion and desire for more information. But that passion should not be toxic nor come at the expense of any human being's dignity. Other studios also received harassment for a lack of communication, including the developers behind action figure shooter Hypercharge Unboxed. The studio also released their own statement mirroring that of Sony Santa Monica. Major development on Red Dead Online is winding down. Rockstar posted a new blog post this week outlining upcoming updates to GTA Online alongside Red Dead Online. Most of the blog post focuses on content updates and balance changes coming to GTA Online, whereas the Red Dead Online section is much smaller. The first post thanks the Red Dead community for supporting the game despite the lack of major content updates to the game. The blog post then describes that new content will come to existing modes, as well as running previous seasonal events again. A new focus will be put on user-generated content as development resources are moved away from the title. Prior to the announcement, fans had begun planning a funeral for the game on July 13th to commemorate the one-year anniversary since the game's last major content update. The funeral is still planned to occur next week. The blog post did outline that while Red Dead Online may be winding down, Development resources for the game are being put into the long-awaited Grand Theft Auto 6. After years of silence and controversy surrounding the project, Ubisoft's Skull and Bones is finally on the way. A deep dive livestream this week revealed all new details about the multiplayer pirate adventure. The game will have no main campaign, instead featuring different characters in-game players may encounter while developing their own stories through gameplay. Gameplay involves players custom pirate and ship sailing the Indian Ocean, plundering islands and raiding other ships. Ships will need to be managed by fishing, looting, and crafting in order to manage the crew aboard or risk mutiny. Players can also sail to different outposts scattered across the world to meet characters, shop, craft, and socialize with other players in third person. Instances of the ocean will have up to 20 players that can cooperate or go to war with each other with combat reminiscent of the pirate combat in Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Multiplayer pirate adventure Skull and Bones sets sail on November 8th on all major platforms and Google Stadia. Also from Ubisoft this week, the company will be shutting down the servers to a number of older titles. The 15 games include various Assassin's Creed games, Far Cry 3, NO2070, and more. 
The servers being turned off will not just make multiplayer components inaccessible, but will also remove access to games DLC. For some games like VR game Space Junkies, the multiplayer title will be shut down entirely. Fortunately, the game has already been delisted on multiple storefronts including Steam. One studio, however, refuses to let its game die. Ubisoft Mains, the studio behind City Sim slash strategy game Anno 2070, is looking to keep the game alive. The studio says, quote, After an initial investigation, we have decided to dedicate some of our development resources to work on upgrading Anno 2070's aged online services infrastructure to a new system so that these features can continue to be used past the mentioned date. A full list of games affected is available from Ubisoft prior to the big shutdown on September 1st. And now for a message from our sponsor. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard has hit another roadblock. The Competition and Markets Authority, effectively the United Kingdom's equivalent of the FTC, is investigating the purchase to see if it would lead to an anti-competitive market. The deal would lead to the third largest tech company in the world owning the fifth largest gaming company in the world, as well as ownership of many of the biggest IP in the industry. The CMA is taking comments on the potential deal until July 20th as part of phase one of the group's investigation before deciding whether to move the investigation forward in September. The authority was also investigating NVIDIA's planned acquisition of chip manufacturer ARM prior to the deal's cancellation earlier this year. A remake of 2012 cult action game Lollipop Chainsaw is on the way. The announcement comes after a series of teases from the game's producer Yoshimi Yasuda on the 10th anniversary of the game, alongside a curious uptick in social posts about the game. Development on the remake is being handled by Dragami Games, the new publisher-slash-studio from Yasuda-san featuring most of the development staff from the original developer Grasshopper Manufacture. On the game, Yasuda-san says, quote, We, the original development staff on Lollipop Chainsaw, think of the game as very precious to us, and did not want to leave it in limbo where players who want to play it cannot. As such, we purchased the Lollipop Chainsaw intellectual property from Kadogawa Games and decided to develop a remake. We have already contacted Warner Brothers about development and are being supported by them in this endeavor. The game will receive a graphical facelift to make use of next-gen hardware. The game, however, will be lacking much of its licensed soundtrack, one of the main charms of the original game. The two original co-creators of the game, industry auteur Suda51 and Hollywood writer-slash-director James Gunn, are also not involved in the remake. The remake of Lollipop Chainsaw is set to launch sometime next year. This past Saturday marked the final day of Summer Games Done Quick. The annual speedrunning marathon raised just over $3 million for Doctors Without Borders. The event raised slightly less than the previous major marathon from the group Awesome Games Done Quick this past January. This year's marathon, however, was not without its share of controversy in the community. First, two runs ended up being cut from the marathon due to time constraints. The other was one speedrunner who falsified his run, instead using spliced footage of different attempts to make it look like he had achieved the world record live, before going on a strange rant critiquing GDQ and the speedrunning community. The runner has now been banned from participating in any future GDQ events. 
The next major GDQ event, Awesome Games Done Quick 2023, will return next January. Finally this week, E3 is confirmed to be coming back in 2023. Rather than organizing the event internally, the Electronic Software Association is turning to convention organizer ReadPop to run the event. ReadPop is known for running the PAX conventions alongside New York Comic Con and Star Wars Celebration. No specific details regarding the event were announced other than its return in the second week of June, including whether the event would be industry or fan-focused. President of ReadPop Lance Fensterman says, quote, With the support and endorsement of the ESA, we're going to build a world-class event to serve the global gaming industry in new and broader ways than we already do at ReadPop through our portfolio of world-leading events and websites. Next June also marks the first-ever in-person Summer Games Fest by video game Pope Jeff Keighley, leading to new competition in the summer gaming convention space. Looking forward to next week, 2D cyberpunk roguelike store manager Shooter Neon Blight launches on PC on July 11th, alongside the panoramic editions of Monument Valley and its sequel Monument Valley 2 on the 12th, and 3D cyberpunk roguelite platformer Loopmancer on July 13th. And that's it for this episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. I really appreciate it. For more from the show, feel free and follow on Twitter at 8BitsGG. That is at the number 8B-I-T-S-G-G. You can also follow me personally on Twitter at Frankie Godoy. That is at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. But otherwise, that's really it. So once again, thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week. Thank you.